Dear Chatter, my partner and I are having an argument that could make or break our marriage and now I'm scared. Recently, we had a discussion about parenting styles that turned into a full-blown argument. The whole issue is this. My partner believes in gentle parenting, while I believe that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Suddenly, I'm a wicked person who believes in child molestation. I don't intend to beat up our child. I just think that talking and shouting are a waste of time. My husband vehemently disagrees. Am I in the wrong for championing this parenting style? Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi. It's Chatter Time! Hi. So, hi, hi guys. Hi. 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 Hi and welcome to the Chatter Post Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We really appreciate you taking time to be here. Sit back and enjoy. We have something special for you. Hi guys. My name is Safo Akono. I work as a corporate lawyer and I run or used to run. I run the Conversations in the Dark <laughs> podcast. And today I'm here on the Chatterbox podcast. Great. But why do you say you used to run? <clears throat> I was I was explaining this to a call earlier that I think primarily the problem is that my interest span is short. And so I knew that once I started this, it had to have like a graduating effect, mm-hmm. else, I, I, else I may not do it. And so I knew that once I do, or I decided that after I do three seasons, then the next season has to be a video. Mm-hmm. Then it moves on from there. Now I'm at that point and it's like, oh, this is actually a lot. Like, you know, doing the whole video thingy, mm-hmm. putting it together, yeah, it's a lot. And even trying to, for lack of a better, let me not even say that, but also trying to get a certain quality of guests also mm-hmm. on my podcast. All those like challenges are there and then I just have so many other responsibilities. So I'm, I'm not officially saying I'm ending, but <laughs> I'm just in limbo. I'm just in limbo at this point. So yeah, but that's what I I wouldn't have thought your podcast would move into video because of, the whole anonymity, anonymity yeah. of the um, guests. Yeah. I, I, or you mean you just show your face and their face or you like... No. So do you know what's crazy? Which is also another thing. I don't know what I was thinking, but I I never started my podcast for it to be dark. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's crazy, right? So... If you've, I don't know if you heard me say this, but it was just meant to be seven episodes. It was a project, and then yeah. like I'm, I'm just done, and I just wanted to tell the stories of people around me, and like I usually emphasize that they are stories of hope. So I never have anybody on my podcast who's still going through it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're fresh in the thing, like I, I never, I usually interview people that have made peace with it or they've come out of it, mm-hmm. you know. So to just say that oh this this is what we went through, um, but. Honestly, there's light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. right? And somehow in my mind, I didn't think that I was dark. <laughs> but now I meet everybody and, and it was so funny because <laughs> at, at my brother's wedding, I met Joseph Inti. Joseph and Ran sincerely are correct. So Joseph is like, oh, so full. And you know, Joseph's funny. Yeah. I, I love that guy. So he's just being funny. He's like, oh, so full. 
your podcast, you're not interviewing me. I also have heavy stories. <laughs> and, that's, and I love that. That's so funny because, and it's not just him. Like, there's so many other people that I have met. Even Echo, right before we started, he's like, oh, I love that. It reminds me of the Dark Nets podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, guessing if you really paid attention in the like season three, guessing mm-hmm. ending two to three, mm-hmm. now I was having not topics, but I was having people, yeah. and we just ran through like just talk about their lives, and of course they'll have those heavy moments in there, but yes, just generally to talk about their lives. Um, I honestly just really believe and there's a quote i i love which strangely i have forgotten that something along the lines of men are made through their hardest moments you know so i absolutely believe that so that's why i i just enjoy talking to people about those hard moments and try and identify what has made them who they are if that makes any sense yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah welcome guys to another week <laughs> that was beyond an intro. Wow, that's a lot of talking. Stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we have this question we usually start with, and this question might sound hey might sound familiar, <laughs> might sound familiar to you because of the shirt you're even wearing. Um, so what's the earliest context of your life? I'm going to need to know to understand who you are. <laughs> I hear that so often. <laughs> Um, earliest context of my life to understand who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting you ask this because we did a thing at work, um, one of these team building things, and mm-hmm. it was a disc profile. I think John C. Maxwell has a thing like that. And the same question was, was asked about our childhood. Tell me about your childhood and like you know why you are the way you are. Um, and I was seeing that I I think my childhood was weird for like a number of reasons. Like I've said this, when I was growing up, it was, and I have a fantastic family. Mm-hmm. My older brother is amazing. And coming from a family like that, like in, in a lot of places that I go, even when I don't want it, somehow the spotlight is on me or like, oh, this guy is, is even though he's not great, great, he's like average, he's, he's good. <laughs> I didn't feel like that in my family at all because like my family's like high achievers. And so it was a lot of, oh, be like your brother. Yeah. Or like, you know, like my interests were different, but it was almost as if my interests were not valid mm-hmm. until they aligned with exactly what he wanted. Yeah. And so I remember trying to like football. I absolutely hate football. I will watch tennis any day. But it was one of those <laughs> things, you know, where they try and define masculinity by certain things, yeah. you okay. know. <laughs> so it was, it was, I think that was difficult for me. Also confusing because... My parents allowed us to like voice out mm-hmm. our contents. But at the same time, and I see this and it's funny, that if I didn't look exactly like my siblings, mm-hmm. I would have thought I was a house help. <laughs> wow. I'm, like it sounds funny. Like, it sounds dark and funny, but I promise it's so true. Because it was the thing of, oh, your older brother, he's older than you. Mm-hmm. Then oh, she's too small. Mm-hmm. So you, the middle child, you are positioned in the pl- You have ah, to do everything. Yeah. In other families, like, firstborns, you handle, you know, the financial burden and stuff. But in my family, it's like, middleborn, I do everything else. <laughs> like, the house help. <laughs> so, 
So it was, it was confusing. So even though I think my parents were trying to be empowering, at the same time, I'm like, in my mind, you were not. Like, it was, it was difficult for me. So I think that losing my father at an early stage and, like, many other things that have happened, bullying in school mm-hmm. just made me... I, I just have a huge, a strong inclination towards the marginalized, mm-hmm. you know, which is why I do my podcast. And even while I do the sort of work that I do, mm. even as a corporate lawyer, the things that I do, I need to see that it's making impact. Just those sorts of things is just defined in my entire life. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So why law? Oh, I love this question. Do you know? <laughs> 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 because whenever, if I was writing like an application or things like that, why law? I would always find some reason. I remember writing on um, my application and seeing something along the lines of, I watched the election petition, mm-hmm. like one of those early ones. Like, bro, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I could never sit through those things. I absolutely hate going to court too. So I'm like, no. How I, I chose lowest. At a certain age, pretty young, um, early teens, I sat down. I didn't know what I wanted to become, so I s- took a pen and paper and wrote down all the careers I think I would thrive in. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it had to do with speaking and dealing with people. So I put down public relations, um, um, radio broadcasting, mm-hmm. TV, um, law was on it. I forget a few other things. Did I even do an MC thing? Well, those times, MCs did not have money. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure <laughs> MCs <laughs> were on the list. And then once I did the list, what I did was to try every single one of them. Mm. Yeah, so uh, around that time, I used to go to Tech Credit because we had a family friend there for holidays. And when I went there, I, I found out that oh, he was part of this show. I forget the name. Curious Minds, yes. He was part of Curious Minds that used to run on Twin City Radio. Okay. And, and so... Like he he took he took me one time and then I did like a, a new segment reading sort of thing, so I tried that, and then I realized that oh, I really enjoy radio broadcasting, but those guys don't have money, <laughs> so no. Like I also had like values like things I I, I wanted out of it out of it you know yeah. I I can't even like I even told my friends like I can't even be average I have to be rich, like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Else I'll not be happy. Else I'll not be happy. So I knew certain things were important to me. Money, a job that would give me social status, um, certain things. So I tried that. I tried TV, which is somewhere on on YouTube. I'm never going to mention (laughs) it. You'll find it. (laughs) I I tried it. And then, you know, so I did a whole TV thing. And then you go for shows and you be interviewing these, like, important people. And then I realized that wow, I hate this idea of sort of like chasing people to speak to yeah. them. I'd love to ask you questions, but I hate that. Like, I'm chasing you. Like, oh, can you come for an interview? Come. We just want to ask you questions. And what killed me was they always wanted me to sound like I was extra happy. Like I'm American. You know how every American is a sanguine? <laughs> I believe that. I was like, oh, my God, I love it. No. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where... So I, I was like, no, I, no, don't expect me to be pretending like I'm so extra yeah, happy. Yeah. I did that for a while, and then I quit. So I knew that, no, I don't like this. I'll, I'll have to be on TV, but mm-hmm. on my own terms. Mm-hmm. So I tried that. So that's what I mean. I went through those things, 
and then came to law. I'm like, well, it, it has the potential to give me good money. Mm-hmm. It definitely will give me social status, if not anywhere in Ghana, how people are obsessed with lawyers. Yeah. So things like that. I considered all that and how, you know, the, the sort of opportunities that law would give me. Mm-hmm. So when I considered that, then I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship with a lawyer and then we spoke about the OJ Simpson case, mm-hmm. which was so interesting for me. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So you did mention the fact that you did all those, you wrote a list down and then you did all those things. Do you think doing those things helped you become the person you are today? Or you think, yeah, because then we learn so much from the experiences and stuff we go through. And so do you think those things actually helped you make the final decision? I think, yes, that and, you know, so many other things. For the most part of my life, I don't think I had made peace with who I, I, I was or I am. It was always trying to be like somebody else. If it's not like being like my older brother, it's like being like my really smart best friends. Or, you know, it's just so, so many other things. Mm-hmm. So like those are the points where I'm like, yo, I need to take charge of my own destiny, you know, things like that. So going through that process... I wish somebody had told me earlier, you know, like when I speak to my friends who live in the West, it's how everybody's comfortable with the idea of taking a gap year. Mm-hmm. But it's so foreign in Ghana. Yes. Like to tell my mother that <laughs> an entire year, I want to do nothing. <laughs> or I just want to do whatever I want. I'm not going to continue schooling. Right. It's insane. Yeah. But it's enough year. I come to sit down and eat And it's worse when you see all your friends are uh, going yeah. to these things and but no, like a lot of the firms that I, I I even wanted to apply to in the UK, it's like they really value people that took like a gap year to travel or thing. You know, mm-hmm. it just it gives you a new perspective yeah. on life, mm-hmm. and and I wish I had that. So this was my process of like trying so many things. Mm-hmm. There's one funny thing I keep seeing on social media, like who knows, maybe. My destiny is that I should become like Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. But how will I find you out in this economy? <laughs> how will I find out in this Ghana? Do you understand? It's like those things we are, we are not allowed to explore. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was my way of exploring, and I, and I love that at least my family allowed me to do that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from our our first question from the question cards, um, how has we've left our questions? <laughs> how has peer pressure shaped your life? Okay, peer pressure. Well, interesting about these card games, right? I absolutely love card games. So my girlfriend and I actually collect them, like these conversation yeah. cards. It's it's amazing because even at the start of our relationship where it's like we wanted to know more about each other, but the feelings were like pretty high. So we'll just enjoy each other without yeah. really having any proper conversations. We always fail back to these cards. When we meet people for the first time, we go for dinner with them. Like, always have conversation cards. It's, I think it's a hack. It is. Anyway, <laughs> peer pressure. Peer pressure, I think, has it? I don't know if I'll call it peer pressure, but mm-hmm. I think I've just always been inspired or motivated by people's achievements, um, possibly because achieving things is important. It's pretty important for me. Mm. So when I 
when I see that all oh, people, my my peers and things are doing things like this, once it's in my I like that in that direction, I will go. But I think I've always considered myself somewhat a maverick. So, like, I try things. If I don't like it, I just won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned to be a rebel in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad I was that way. I don't my personality or from an early stage. If I don't like it, I just won't. Just don't force me. Yeah. Like, this, you know, people's idea, like, again, of masculinity is football. At least now it's better. <laughs> like, no, I don't like it. Yeah, sure. If, if that's from the masculine, now yeah, sure. So, I don't, did I really, peer pressure really affects me. I don't think as much. Mm. I think I'll. I choose what to be inspired by. Okay. Yeah. My question, Echo. Yeah. <laughs> what have you learned about love? The way she's smiling, like she planted. She planted. She planted. It was what? I need to edit. No, you know what? She was like, oh, I just found it. The question again. have I learned about love? Ooh. I think it will sort of be tied with this quote I heard from Brakeke. I think he, he handles Teens Aloud. Mm-hmm. And some I'm, I, I'm not part, but somebody invited me for Teens Aloud when I was in undergrad. And it was a chocolate talk. And he said that the best marriage advice he'd, he he had heard was marry the problem you can handle. Mm-hmm. And it sounded so funny, but <laughs> it, like it makes so much sense to me yeah. by one, appreciating people's humanity. Mm-hmm. Like before I started dating my girlfriend, we we're best friends. I thought she could do no wrong. I thought she was like, ah, how do you exist? <laughs> you are too perfect. Yeah. You don't stress me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not even like, for lack of a like, you're not typical. Yeah. All these things I hear people talking about, their partners and things. But I don't know. I don't know who, who you are dating, but no, yeah. it doesn't happen with me. But once it, get, it gets to the point of when romance gets into the thing, the dynamics change. And one of the things we, we told each other soon after, I was like, ah, now I truly see you for who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I see your humanity. Yeah. She sees that in me. Like, I truly see that. I, Really see that in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that's that's what I have learned about love. Mm-hmm. That it's about seeing people's humanity mm-hmm. and then still choosing them every day for it. Mm-hmm. I love that. That choosing you you have to choose them for it and always pursue them in that way. It's the one thing I'm I'm learning to always pursue my partner. Anyway, you said love. What am I talking about? Romantic love. No, oh, right. sure. It's, it's all love. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's, that's an interesting perspective. That quote is good. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to take it up? Or, like, <laughs> leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Um, so I put this down, I think, when I was writing this episode, um, because it was something I was contemplating with. It's the whole concept of, Okay, so let me just put in a question form. What's your relationship with failure and things not working out? For me, immediately something doesn't work out. My mind is, what did I do wrong? It's my fault. I probably should have planned better. This, 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 this. Other people believe, okay, it's just the universe telling me that. 
Yeah, this might not be it. Yeah. But then what is your relationship with probably things not working out or like failure, you trying something and not being good at it? Mm, Interesting question because I've never been the best at anything. Like my entire life. I've never been the best at anything. I've also really never been the worst. I've always just been the average Joe. But I can tell you on authority that I've had more L's than wins. I I failed so much. So much. But what what I ask myself is like when people say they're giving up, they're giving up, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Are you are you if you're not going to stick your life, and by the way, you should not take your life. Seek help if you want to stick your life. But if I'm not taking my life, then they're giving up means what? Yeah. I'm not going to stay my mother. She'll suck me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does it mean? Then, like, I'll see other people, and I'm like, ah, you, I was with you in class. I know I was better than I, I mean, anyway. I used to be. <laughs> I'm I like, yeah. if you two are making it, then that motivates me. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I choose the things that inspire me. Mm-hmm. And then... As I grew, I started surrounding myself, the things I listened to, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is why I love the Diary of a CEO. And that's your shirt that I'm wearing, Stevens um, shirt, which was who I got for me, my little sister, <laughs> after I was very thing here. But he even has like a, a cap that just says failure. And if you listen to him alone, he just talks about it. Like, and I hear that from so many businessmen. The only way you succeed is you, you need to fail so many times. So I think that has been my relationship, which is that I don't have any option. What am I going to do? There was a time where I was doing so many applications and I got over 50 rejections. Do you know what that does to you? Like, I didn't even know that was what was going through, but I was like, my self-worth, everything was just in the gutter. Why are you not picking me? Like, my grades are good. Like, why? Like, I literally had to take time away from doing applications at all to, you know, just allow myself space because it it was just not great for me Mm -hmm. mentally. But then I also just had to realize that it's not a reflection of who I am. That's true. And also because I'm I'm a Christian, I would usually just pray. I would, you know, read the Bible and try and get motivation, encouragement, encouragement from that. The great thing, too, is I, I tend to look back a lot. Look back in the sense that I try to remember where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So when, when I think about where I'm coming from and like where I am now, I know that the changes have been incremental. I didn't wake up one day to become mm-hmm. like this, but I can definitely tell you that I, I couldn't even imagine being mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know. So once I, I see that, I'm like, that's hope. Yeah. You know, you know, that's hope. So let's fast forward to the podcast and let's talk about it a bit. Yes. <laughs> so what was your internal monologue when you were about to start the podcast? I mean, for for me, I had Jesse, so I didn't have an internal <laughs> <laughs> But like, even with us starting, there was the whole fear of um, what if it doesn't work out. Mm. We don't have proper equipment to start. Mm. We no, don't know what we, we are going to talk. We didn't have that fear when we were starting. We had that fear <laughs> when we were doing season three. Because no, it's season not... one, we were like just fooling, quote no. unquote. 
Okay. Yeah. But it was like when we started seeing that this was um, say, gaining traction and right. it was actually becoming something serious. Right. That's when I used to like text and I'm like, I'm scared. Dude. Like, what are we actually doing now? Because yeah. now people are actually, like, you see, because we're FIS in Ashesi, mm-hmm. like, we'll be walking and someone will be like, hey, I heard what you said. So I'm like, ah, you don't look, you don't look quiet. You're really talking on your podcast right. and those things. And right. I'm like, okay, so people are listening and mm. all of that. So that's when I, okay, me for me. That's when the fear came in because now yeah. it now people are watching. Yeah. So you have to be more structured. You can't just get up and come in full because initially because we wanted to see how we could sustain this, we're working on consistency. So sometimes some days we don't have anything to say. We we'll come and sit down, just say <laughs> like we just talk about the most random things right. for like thirty minutes max. We'll try to do it thirty minutes and then we'll end that. Yeah. But when we started realizing that people are actually seeing, we had to put more effort into what we bring out. Right. Making sure that it's substantial. Yeah. It's it's crazy that I've just lost my train of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy that you mention Yes, I remember what I was trying to say. I I believe and I've read it somewhere, I've heard this, that creators usually put out their best content when they start. Mm. Painters, all these things. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And, and, and it's particularly because at that point, they are creating just for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it gets to the point where people are, you realize that, oh, there's attention, and then if, for example, people are stopping you by the roadside and they're talking about your podcast and they're always just mentioning one thing, then all of a sudden you feel the pressure. Okay, maybe that's what my podcast should all to oh, be yeah, about. Like, yeah. Yeah. When maybe I created it to be something else. Mm-hmm. So there's that pressure. Then now you start commercializing. You just start moving in that direction and you don't yeah. even appreciate it as yeah. much. So that's there that you you'd, you'd always have to be careful about. But you also have certain, you've got the keys mm-hmm. to certain things and we don't even realize in the early stage. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the thing is consistency. Yeah. And yesterday I was on a talk. My friend was giving a talk at Lions Club, Albert Owusu. And he was giving a talk on social media, the power, leveraging the power of social media or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's talking about a man called Joseph Goebbels who helped Hitler become Hitler because he was a minister of propaganda. He like just went to radio stations and determined the sort of things that people should hear. Mm. And he just kept doing that over time till the ideology of Hitler's, all those things he wanted to do, just got ingrained in people. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and, and Albert says something, whoever has the media has the masses. Mm. And it's so powerful. I think about what happened in Rwanda all through media. And, and all these things is just about consistency. So all these big names, you know, Mr. Beast and things like that, even their beginnings were not that great. Yeah. But just stick to it. Just stick to it. And over time, just, just I don't know what that magic is, but it just balloons, do you know? Sorry, I've just moved into my advice she sees. But yes, what was going through my head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of when I was starting, do you know, I always have these crazy, interesting stories. I am, I take... I think I'm I'm weird in that the sanguine part of me just knows how to make impulsive decisions, mm-hmm. but the melancholic side of me too is would sometimes just wait. So this idea of having the podcast, I possibly nurtured it 
three years before I started. And the idea was not for it to become a podcast. The idea was for it to be a blog. So I have an account on Medium. I wanted to improve my writing. In fact, there was a time I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was like, oh, it would be a good idea to tell people's, you know, stories of hope, but through, like, they tell me, and then I do, like, the whole writing of it, which felt like humans of New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? And so I was like, mm. So I remember being in the UK schooling at that time, I came across this lady who later became an acquaintance who had cancer for most for the most part of her life. And she's brilliant. Went to Oxford and things like that. Black black lady. So she was the one I was taunting, went to her office just so that, you know, we have this session and then I turn it into like a writing thing. But she was also going to do her PhD in Oxford soon. So I we couldn't have any just split. Then during the COVID period, I came home and I was in quarantine. I was like let me just rather allow people to tell their stories in their own words. Mm-hmm. So how am I how am I going to end? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to make a seven-episode thing. There's a part of me that feels like I said seven episodes because I didn't want to put pressure on myself and go like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do a podcast. And then, yeah, like, yeah, then yeah. I'll overthink it and not do it, you know. So I feel like that was a cop-out for mm-hmm. me to say, oh, just seven episodes and then I'm done. If yeah. it doesn't do well, yeah. anyway, I said it's just seven episodes. Yeah. Because then when it caught on and became bigger than I ever thought, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely continue. That's how I need stuff for you, a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, so it's just that pressure, like, what was going through my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I just didn't want to fail again mm. um, at something. And this was also so important to me. Yeah. 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 Were, there, were there alternative names for the podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody's ever asked me that. Um... Do I remember any? So I have a thing that's like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody that's really close to me just knows. My favorite perfume is called Invictus by Pakarabani. My favorite poem is called Invictus. Also by William Ennis Henley. Um, I would I would watch Invictus games. It's Invictus just became my thing mm-hmm. because in the darkest period of my life. There were two poems that, you know, would take me through. One was called When God Wants to Make a Man. I think I have an excerpt of that on my IG. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was Invictus, which is a fantastic poem. So you hear people quoted a lot, like, mm-hmm. I'm captain of my destiny, I'm master of my fate. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. yeah, it's in that poem. And I, and I love it. So it just became my thing. So when I wanted to start a podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm going to call this the Invictus Invictus podcast. I yeah, I just flirted with that idea till John Legend, who I really love, came out with that song, Conversations in the Dark. It's like that song is about love, but I love that it's called Conversations in the Dark. How creative. It's crazy because I think about it that wow, some for Wandy, when you really blow and you're saying this today, what if the man comes up to you? Yeah? <laughs> That's intellectual prophecy. <laughs> As a lawyer, you should know better. It's insane. It's insane that I never thought about it that way. Maybe I should like reinvent my podcast and like just call it something else. Like, guys, for intellectual property's sake. John Legend, please. We know you're so wealthy. There's no way you should come after me for this. Oh, that's such a cool way to like get a name. Yeah, yeah. Actually. 
What, what were alternatives for us? <laughs> I actually have it. Jesse, Jesse just wrote down a list of top of names and then. Angon came up with Chatterbox. Yeah, she came up with all the names. Okay. I was just sitting there and I was the one supposed to say, okay, this is good. <laughs> I did the easy part of the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah the bubble. Do you know, even before you say uh-huh. this, right? I'm coming to realize how powerful partnerships are. Mm-hmm. In the business circles, it's even, anyway, in every sphere, it's a win or a lose. Mm-hmm. So many partnerships are started in, you know, started great things, then they split down half, you know, even marriages. But I'm finding that, and I feel that way even about my podcast, like if I had not necessarily a co-host. I don't mind having a co-host. But if I had somebody who was like supporting me on this and I'm bouncing ideas through, mm-hmm. somebody who's not a yes man and things like that, I think it would make a world of difference. Like how I'll pause for so long and I have somebody like, nigga, you're pausing for so long. Yeah. Just let's, let's get on this. It makes a world of difference, you know. Because mm-hmm. I'm finding that my girlfriend, because she just loves me so much, I'm telling you that, oh, I'm so, baby, I'm so stressed. And she's like, yeah, 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 you're stressed. Why don't you take, you want to take some time off? Great, just take some time <laughs> off the thing. Or I'm like, I think we should go in this direction. She's like, you know what, I agree. Let's go in this direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but if I had somebody that was, you know, the person didn't have romantic feelings for me, I think, so that's what I mean. Like, your yeah, your yeah. vibe is good. You always have somebody, and usually they just compliment yeah. where yeah. you are. Yeah. I'm the opposite person, are, yeah. <laughs> it, makes, it makes a world of difference. It's always the The names. The bubble. Wow. And the watch. The watch. <laughs> <laughs> the watch. <laughs> the watch. And there was Kasamami. I don't even know why. <laughs> 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 and then there was Chatterworks. So Chatterworks was actually the second one. But we obviously started with Chatterworks with Echo and Abba. And now yeah. we are this, the Chatterworks podcast. Right. Yeah. We branded. So those are the names. Yeah, those are the names. The Chatterbox. You're the best. The watch. I don't even know what to think. Casamami. Do you know how it sounds? like? It sounds like. Don't Then those old times were like Saturday was. Oh, sorry. Those old times were like Saturday was starting, right? Yeah. And then they are doing those like local raps in tree. They don't be rapping, and somebody just comes in. Kasahari. No, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think because we realized that initially, because I said we didn't have a vision, or we didn't know where this was going. Right. We didn't want it to chat. So there was everything about just talking. <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> so is it the, like the names, the fancy names? I was thinking like, okay, let's go fancy. Like, let's choose a fancy so, name. Local. Do you know where I feel that influence is coming from? Ashesi. Ah, the oh, okay. Do you, do you know how okay. the old people pronounce this? I'm sure you've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. It's worse if they are fancies. Yeah. Like if my mom is talking to her friends. Am I on her foot? Oh, what call Ashesi? Yes. Yes. You know that sort of thing, like because that's what it is in in Aloha. Is that Ashesi? I it didn't even click that. Oh, that's what the name is actually yeah. meant yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah. Because the people just call it Ashesi, Ashesi. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's yeah, actually Ashesi. Yeah, yeah. Like, do the adults really intend on calling it Ashesi for it yes. to know that that's what it is? <laughs> yes. 
I feel like that's where the influence came from. <laughs> Kasamame, then soon you get some bougie person changing the name to Kasamame. Or like, <laughs> like, Actually, that's, that's probably what would have become if you had decided to skip Actually, yeah. Would have probably tweaked it a bit. Okay. Um, most memorable, I won't say most memorable episode. Yeah. Or the episode that you finished and then you're like, wow. Wow, that was it. That's, that's, you know, and in hindsight, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was good or bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the episode that defined my entire podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the episode of my mom. The mm-hmm. first two episodes. Yeah. And honestly, it was just, and I don't know if people don't believe me, but my siblings and I had never heard the story of how my father died. Mm-hmm. All we just know is that the guy died. And we know what we went through after that, the tears. But we don't know really what, what happened in that period. And so it was, and nobody was going to ask. <laughs> Nanaya yeah. would not ask. <laughs> Fusu had to, but she just, she, Fusu would be really just emotional about it and yeah. then just not get the details. So again, as the middle house help, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to, and also because I'm just really curious yeah. to yeah. just know what was running through her mind. I didn't, I didn't think my mother, I knew my mother was animated, mm. but I didn't know she was just such, such a good storyteller. Mm. And we're just going to go all in. Yeah. So we recorded that in my bedroom in my mother's house. And it just went on and on and on and on, which is why I had to make it two episodes. <laughs> but I was. So anybody that listens to that, but just contacts me and goes like, this must have been really heavy for you because you were silent. Mm-hmm. Like I'd usually just ask the question in like harsh tones, like, wow. So what was going through your mind? You know, this mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That is the most memorable episode to, yeah, yeah, to me. It was some heavy stuff. Yeah. And my sister has not listened to it. And I don't blame her. She can't. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty heavy for her. So I don't, I don't blame her. Even I don't think I can listen a second time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Describe a time when you needed extreme courage to keep going because others gave up. Guys, if I'm pausing, it's just because I don't know these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme courage. There's one instance that comes to mind, but I feel like there should be something else. Anyway, it's um, I school in the UK for my law course. First year, did it, came back home, and then had to do a visa for like the second one. <laughs> this passport we have. And I don't know what was happening around that time, but they were just delaying visas or bouncing people. Mm. It's insane. My friends in Nigeria, same. So, and, and this is a crazy thing, and that's how I say that God is a funny dude. Mm-hmm. I go, so they are delaying. I pay priority visa and everything. They are delaying. So I go with my mom, because I know that she can make noise. Mm-hmm. So we get to the embassy. We are talking to these people, like trying to make sense. Then there's this gentleman next to us with his little brother. And then I don't know if he started speaking or was my mother nosy and she triggered that conversation and I regretted it so much. It turns out that the man's little brother was going to the same school that I was going. Mm -hmm. I think the course was different or possibly about the same course. Mm -hmm. And he had applied way before me Mm -hmm. and he had never gotten his visa 
and it, they just kept delaying it so much that the school rescinded their offer. Do you know what that does for you? So the man said something along the lines of, oh, then you, dear. <laughs> That's so wild. I'm like, why the hell do we have this conversation with this man? Why, do you know how long oh. I've been praying? Why are you taking, why are you breaking my feet? Yeah, like, yeah. what's this? That, it's insane. I was standing there. The man just, he crashed my hopes. Yeah. Then, like, if you, what kills me is, if you finish crashing my hopes, go home. We are going outside the parking lot. And the man just stops and he's like, you're going to talk to me for what, <laughs> eh? For what, eh? Oh, nigga. And, oh, like his, his little brother was just silent. Like, what we say? Ghana, no, pursue fee, how And then the boots have just spoiled the thing. Yeah. I feel like, no, that's it, Safo. This is it. Your Lord James Cry being crushed. And I've just had it. I had, like, I was depressed way before this whole law thing. So I was like, Charlie, this life, like, what's the point? Mm. I just wanted to give up, but again, giving up no it means what suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What exactly? So I was like, nah. I'm just really gonna pray about this. I remember calling my closest friends. I'm like, guys, stand with me in prayer. Let's fast on this. Let's pray on this. Like we are just on and on. Like this, this thing will happen. You are lying. This thing will happen. No. Hey, me. The lawyer will become. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was it for me. And somehow, I got my visa, and I think I just had to leave the next day or something. So by the time I got to school, school had already been in session for some weeks. And so they had to put me and my Nigerian counterparts in like a, a different class. So I think we were the last to finish before everybody else everybody else finished. But yeah, that that thing taught me a lot, you know. The things you hear, the things you see, they have an insane effect on you, right? Yeah. What controversial opinion do you Find, do you find enjoyable sharing with others? I have a lighter, a lighter one, but I'm trying to see if I have an actual, <laughs> an actual serious one. But the, 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 the one that just comes to mind is Hawaiian pizza is the best. Pineapple mm. on pizza, fantastic. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic. You, you know we learned in school that your tongue is divided into certain portions. There's yeah, some yeah, part yeah. that is the sub, mm-hmm. sweet. What food makes you touch all the bats on your tongue like pineapple pizza? <laughs> no. Tell me. No. Tell me. What's pineapple doing on a pizza? It's so amazing, especially when it's like they've like grilled it a bit, so you see that there are some pineapple dark spots on the pan. Ah, it's like charred a bit. Ah, come on. I made a mistake and my little brother bought one and put it in the fridge. I was like, yes, there's pizza in the fridge. And I went to eat. I said, Gee, you what hated this? it? What did I just eat? Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like people spoil it for you, but pineapple pizza? <laughs> oh, ready. Good, good, good. It's such an amazing, an amazing pizza. That's controversial. What else? I don't think I have. Mm. Okay. I think to close out, I don't know if Jesse has any other questions, but then okay, she, you do your she last question. I know, I know what question. questions she's coming to ask. <laughs> I know, Pam. Yeah, Those are questions. Sure. Okay, so when you take away all life's distractions, what exactly do you think you're going through? That's so deep. Why haven't I ever asked my girlfriend this? Know, this one is so funny. Like, I feel so much of. Like, it's like some people like swallow too. Yeah. 
Your siblings. Hey, that's so deep. I'm wondering why I have never asked my partner this. Take away all of life's distractions. And distractions in any day. The constant need to make money, to live a good life, to all the stress, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say it was completely empty. Yeah. And you're just there like, what's, what exactly are you doing here? That's that. You know, that's such a good question because that just goes to the core of everything that I do, the things I'm interested in. And I'm trying to build a life where everything feels like one. The synergy is there. Like, the, what I do on my podcast, if I tell you the kind of the, what I do on my job, mm-hmm. you just go like, oh, that makes sense yeah. why you do that. That's the sort of synergy I mean. It doesn't have to be the same. But then if I tell you all the things I'm involved in, you're able to see the core of who I am. That's the kind of life I'm trying to build. And I find that the things that bring me so much fulfillment is really just changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing that I helped somebody. It's So I, I there's a lot of mm-hmm. young men and young women that I speak to, you know, like I, I, I enjoy listening to you and like your issues. Let's try and unpack this mm-hmm. and see how I can help. Um, if I have job opportunities I've heard of, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure somebody's life is better. Yeah. That's it for me. So that, that's what I mean. So even the corporate law that I do, I'm I'm doing things like renewable energy. Mm-hmm. I, I want things that, like a Greek, yeah. I want to be able to see that this work that I did translated into yeah. 50 women having a good job, mm-hmm. good lives, and, and, and things like that. That's what I mean. And, and that's it. I was recently in counseling. I'm I'm doing counseling for career counseling, yes. Mm-hmm. Because my most special person said as a gift to me, she's just going to give me a career counselor. <laughs> I feel like, do you know when people give you gifts? I feel like they are telling you what they, they can't see. <laughs> I've always it's so true. I've always thought that way. So like a few days ago, I go a few days ago, I go a hamper just full of cleaning materials. <laughs> a hamper of cleaning materials. And then I was like, oh, well, thank you. Should but I like in my heart, I was like, ah, did I invite you to my house and you saw that my house was dirty or something? I don't know, do I smell? Actually. Like, I think that's, that's how I view things. But sometimes, maybe that was just the... Exactly that. That's what, and they were like, oh, young man, you're starting your life. You're yeah. living alone. Okay, then take this. Maybe that's what it is. But that's what I mean. So anyway, so my girlfriend said, yeah, she's paying for um, this um, career coach, and I'm gonna have sessions with her. Phenomenal. She's and, and the woman is in South Africa, and so like when she when she gives this for me, like I'm so appreciative of it, but I've just never told her. <laughs> Should she see this? I'm like ah. Am I ranting too much about my job? <laughs> Does she think I'm in the wrong job? <laughs> like, why? Anyway, um, yes, what I was saying was, in, so in one of the sessions with this lady, she asked me a question about that, like, list the most important things to you in life. And then we get to the core of it. And then she, she says that we are clear about the, the, the what. And the why. Like, we know that for you, Safo, it's about making impact. It's about changing people's lives. But the confusion is the, the how. Do you mm-hmm. understand? Like, 
on one front, I feel like if I go, I throw my weight fully on this law thing, that's how I'll change lives. But I'm, I'm like, oh, my podcast, when I'm having these conversations, because what used to happen was a lot of people were reaching out mm-hmm. because of you, my family is going to therapy. Because of you, I understand bi- people living with bipolar better. Because of you, I understand I'm actually depressed and I didn't know I was depressed. Because of you, I'm seeking help. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of those DMs and things about how I was helping people. And that brings me a lot of satisfaction too. So do you see what I mean? It's like, I want to get to this goal, but how? Mm. You know, so I think that's the core of it. And I'm still figuring out the how. Mm. Yeah. So my last question, who deserves credit in your life that you've been slow to acknowledge? That's also another fantastic question because a few years ago, it's a full Kasao. Kasao, let's go. A few years ago. Yes. A few years ago, I thought about the same thing and I was like, Oh, we had that conversation on my podcast somewhere that, or even with my one of these, my deep thinking friends, we usually just wait for people to die. Like, what's the point of funerals? Why we, mm-hmm. and like in Ghana, we even like, you know, you see how grand weddings have become. Mm-hmm. We still adore funerals more than weddings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's insane. So why do we wait? And, and, and one, of my, one of my best friends is a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he tells me these horrific stories about how one instance, there's a patient who just needed, 500 CDs, you know, for them to do a procedure and then do help and, like, you know, everything. The person called everybody home. They called his family members. Everybody said they couldn't pay. Somehow, when the man died, and then they had to, yes, the man died. So when he died, they had to come and take the body, Mm -hmm. and they had to make so many payments and things. Like, he's seen something around the region of, like, 5,000 or so. They paid instantly. And then, like, soon, this, this thing, like, you know, it graduates into them fighting over the dead body and things like that. Why? And so, like, I think I was discussing, I think I was discussing this with my cousin or one of my friends. Why do we wait for people to die before we give them their flowers? You know, it's... So, w- once I had that conversation and, and something clicked in my mind, then I'm, like, I'm going to start pe- giving people their flowers. Mm-hmm. And so, if people will notice... I never really post my brother or like say much about him unless you know my podcast. But one time his birthday, then I just wrote like a long open letter to him, which I posted on Instagram and took it down later. But even that letter is on my Medium account. But I wrote him an open letter just saying thank you. Just saying thank you. Like my brother is, he's the quiet guy. Now he's a party guy, so people don't believe he's quiet. But <laughs> his innermost thoughts you would not know. And I can only imagine what he went through as a first child mm-hmm. to get us like where I am today. I know it's my mom and my brother, like you know, for that for that matter. He sacrificed so much. So then I'm like, yeah, the best is for me to write an open letter to him. I have a poem written for my sister that she does not know. It's those things like I'll find ways to say thank you to my mom. Um, and I have this thing where because I lost my father early. I usually try and I have a lot of like male mentors mm-hmm. and I'll randomly just call you. Like if I met your father and I was so impressed, I'll just say, sir, can we have lunch? 
I do that. So I have people that I just randomly go for lunch or they call me and then they just talk to me. I have, I have people like that, even in church. There's this one man I love so much. And yeah, even for him, last December, I just randomly decided to get him a gift and get a card, one of these Yobbings cards, and like write him mm-hmm. a long thing because he did an amazing thing when we lost my when we lost our dad. And it was difficult even financially. One time I was home alone, door, doorbell rings. I go out. The largest juice bag that you know, the largest the size, just full of provisions. Mm-hmm. And that was so, and like he, he didn't even know what we were going through. But that was so amazing. But he was like, well, he just thought to do that. And I could never forget that. That's so many years ago. But once I thought about it, I was like, no, this is December. I'm just going to send him this. And just tell him what he did and what it meant for my family. He couldn't even remember that he had done that. Anyway, oh, wow, so for one simple question. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm on a roll to give people their flowers. Yeah. So who has held me that, you know, I, I, I haven't given their flowers to them? I think it would be all the people that, lived with us while we're growing up mm-hmm. um like i tell people I, I grew up poor but i just didn't know i was poor there was a time where we lived in a one bedroom apartment and we're seven wow. because yeah my mom and my dad said they had people they had to take care of as well yeah. so we're all i don't know how we did it i don't know who was sleeping in the bedroom i don't know maybe being the house help i was outside I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but those people were so core in shaping our lives because my father was usually away because he was a customs officer. And so it was like my mom doing a lot of the heavy lifting. She'll come back stressed. So it was these people that, you know, took care of us, held our hands. <laughs> Sometimes they weren't the most favorite people, most of them, to be honest. But I look back and see how, because they were good to us, for all you know, if I had somebody else, they would have been abusing us. It would have been so easy to abuse us, but... Yeah. yeah, I think it's those people. But now it's difficult to give them their flowers because once you reach out to them now, they're asking for money. Or, <laughs> like, relax. <laughs> so it's that. Yeah, I hope they watch this podcast and know that. I appreciate you. That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun way to close it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Uh-huh. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> All right, fantastic. guys. So, Safu, thank you so much for coming on. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. This was thank you. This was fun. It was. Ah, fine. I'm just glad I've been able to do this finally. <laughs> and um, I usually close out with a quote. I have a quote in mind, but I can't remember. Like the man of quotes, like quotes are all quotes. Guys, do you know? <laughs> I can feature if I come to my house and you be. I think my wife quotes, will be overwhelmed. Quotes, 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 quotes. <laughs> Let us be grateful. Uh, there's this guy. Oh, that found it, found it by Marcel Proust. He says, Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. I love it. Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. And I think that's just like a perfect way to say, to just say thank you to both of you. Thank you too. It's been, I'm, I'm happy when I have these conversations. That's how I re-energize. So. Yeah.
Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Um, bye. Bye. My name is Jeff. Okay, so that's it for this week of the Chatterbox Podcast. All the links and resources that we've mentioned during the episode will be linked down in the show notes. So yeah, just head on down and pick up any points you'd want to. Quick one before we leave, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate the show and also hit the follow button. It really helps others discover the podcast and allows us to even tell more stories. Thank you so much today, guys, for coming on. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for you listening. All this wouldn't be possible without you. And a huge shout out to the team that made this possible. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm also part of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye.